right. Well, this is going to be a good size class. Thank you for coming. Uh, Greg Nelson and I will be teaching the class. I'm going to take about 15 minutes this morning uh, just with a little some logistics. Then Greg has some exercises for us, or that had exercise for us. We've divided it up. He'll do about half of uh, the classes, and I'll do about half. So if you don't like my teaching, no problem. Next week, Greg. <laughs> and vice versa. And vice versa. <laughs> Um, the, this class is going to take us through Thanksgiving, basically, the end of November. Also know that some of you all will be teaching the next quarter, and the next quarter, this is a short quarter for some reason, and um, you may not be able to finish the class in person, but you'll have the material and it'll also be online. So if you have to go teach next quarter, it's okay. We totally understand. Uh, our classes will be recorded. They'll be recorded online, so if you happen to miss, come right in. If, if you happen to miss a class, that's okay. Um, it'll be online. And just a quick, oh, by the way, because uh, they'll see this, uh, we have some, some friends in Holland, Eindhoven, Holland, small church there, and they uh, watch all of our Modern Vista sermons every single week. They'll watch our classes. Kevin Claudia, hello. And um, they said, be sure and tell our Monta Vista family, who you've never met, except the Spirit. So, we appreciate them very much. It's an interactive class. Small class, we can do that more. We welcome everyone's comments. However, always a caveat, due to time constraints, a lot of different people, a little different ideas and all, um, you, you make a few comments and we're glad to have them. Raise your hand, we'll recognize you. If we run a little light, or if we see someone else maybe hasn't said something, we will recognize them to try to share uh, opportunities. So you have your handout uh, uh, packet. Um, here's what we would like for you to do. You're going to see as you go through this thing, it's very well done. Uh, Greg did quite a bit of it. I did a little bit of it. Um, we're, um, we expect you to answer the questions, read all your material, get real thoughty before you get here. Because we won't have time to go through, you mean I answered that question and uh, they didn't go over it. Well, you needed to do that in order for us to engage in our classwork. So, so a lot of this work will be done offline by you. And then we'll take what you know and your information, and then we will hopefully amplify that uh, when, when you come here. So um, our goal is to how can each of us grow in Him, in Jesus? Who's better? you notice Jesus is better. He really is. That's what the whole book of Hebrews is about. Also, if you'll notice, turn... Uh, we, we actually had these pages numbered, but it didn't come through the printer uh, as numbered for some reason. You'll see the class schedule, so there's never any doubt. Well, where are we? It, it's got the Sunday, Wednesday, got the date, Hebrews 1, Lesson 1, and so on. Also, as uh, part of our first day classwork kind of set up, we're going to memorize should be on the back of like page two. See where it says, let's create good memory? Gonna memorize the, 
these things. So, for example, in chapter 1, which we will start next Sunday, because we got singing Wednesday night, Jesus is better than the angels. That's what we're going to remember. So, uh, when we talk about angels or what's... Uh, well, Hebrews, let's see, what chapter is that? Well, you'll know it's, it's chapter 1. Jesus is better than the angels. We're going to memorize that. And then we'll get to chapter 2 and talk about drifting away. Don't drift away. And then, to make it a little bit better, we will call on you periodically through the quarter and say... Chris, tell us what chapter 1. What do you, what do you memorize? Or Mike, what about chapter 3 and so on? So we're going to memorize one each week. It's not, it's not hard. Um, so that when we finish, it will be uh, embedded in your brain housing group. And it's something you'll be able to remember uh, uh, forever, really. Uh, there'll be some team teaching involved. We've got two or three things where uh, we'll do a little, I'll do a little bit, Greg will do a little bit, and, uh, and, and we'll do that. Um, God spent a lot of time writing Hebrews. A lot of words. Uh, it must be important about falling away. That the, the new law is better than the old law. Jesus is better than Abraham and Moses and the old law. He's just better. And for him, God, to devote 13 chapters, it must be important to him. So we want to make sure when we leave uh, here in three months that we've got Hebrews. We've got it down, down, down in our mind. Um, so I didn't take 15 minutes, Greg, but I took a little bit. And you can, uh, you can take over now. Oh, the class outline, I'm sorry, just Greg, just one other thing. Uh, class outline, you see that. And then the background reading, which Greg will go over some of that today. There's, there's things, uh, tools for studying the scriptures. When you see the word but and and, and what does that mean? Uh, why, why would that be there? Uh, some of the poetic uh, la uh, language there. Uh, linking words. You know, it, it, this is a Bible study, so be sure, be sure before next Sunday that you look at tools for studying the scriptures. Uh, repeated words, repeated phrases, uh, contrast, but, and, and, and that kind of thing. Also, you'll notice that Jesus is better law, a log, front and back, a log. That, and you, you write that in yourself. When you see the Jesus is better, the phrase, or an idea, it doesn't have to be the phrase, it could be just an idea, but, but where do you find that? And because this will be for your library, you don't have to turn it in, you're not going to get a grade. So this is for you. Jesus is better law. Then you, there, there are questions. We don't do fill in the blank. That's third grade. Uh, we, we, we have thought, hopefully thought-provoking questions and that you can, you, can, you can write down and, and, and so on. And we did that for every single chapter. And we will sometimes we'll have PowerPoint, sometimes we won't. Sometimes it'll, it'll be more uh, classroom... Uh, uh, exercises sometimes, may, maybe not quite as much. So, um, I, th I think I am through now, Greg. So you come right ahead. I'll sit down. Did say God uh, put a lot of words in place in Hebrews for to do that? Actually, it's just under seven thousand words. And if you're an average reader, that would take you about 
30 minutes. If you're an average reader. If you're a fast reader, you probably did 20. If you're a slow reader, probably 45. The more times in this class that you can read the book of Hebrews, just sit down and read it. There's time to study it and pull apart the verses and just read a little bit and look, and look at that. But the more times you can just sit down and read it, you'll get the overall sense of what God has done. In fact, we won't, obviously, lesson one for introduction, we're going to push some of those exercises into, into uh, next Sunday because you, you've just gotten your book there. But one of the things you ought to look for when you do an overview reading of Hebrews is just what are some of the themes that are here? What do you think the big theme is that we're going to emphasize? Right? That's a theme, and there's a reason it's there. This is a repeated word and phrase or idea that's repeated over and over and over. Why is he saying that over and over and over again? He must have wanted them to get it. Well, there must have been some consequence in their life if they realized Jesus is better than what? Well, the answer will be anything. You know the answer. But this author is going to go through in detail and develop that answer. So I just can't emphasize you will do yourself more good by reading the book of Hebrews as many times as you can over this next three months than you will be in class. It will help you in class, but you'll retain more of what the book of Hebrews says quite frankly, than what Mitch and I say. And that's, that's the goal in, 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 helping us to, uh, in helping us to do this. Okay. Um, the memory work. Uh, Mitch, Mitch mentioned this. I mean, think about it. Can I remember chapter 1 is angels, chapter 2 is drift over the way, chapter 3 is Moses. I mean, that's, that's easy. Um, Judy has a little thing that she teaches when she teaches some kids' classes that are the ABCs of Acts. And she can actually put one chapter with one with the ABC to remember all that. You know how long you remember those kind of things when you put them to your memory? A long, long time. Isn't it really great to go, you know what, what's Hebrews chapter 11? You, you already know that answer to that one. What's Hebrews chapter 11 about? Hey, it's about that. It's the, 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 all those great characters of faith. Well, how about Hebrews chapter 7? I don't, I don't know if you remember that either. So here's a, here's a little side benefit of going through this class, and this was this was a great idea for me. Let's work to put these things to memory for our use in the future. This isn't about will we be entertaining in class and good teachers. We'll have some good classes. We probably have some that we go, oh, that could have been better. That's what team teaching do. We try to look at that. But this is this is all about helping you to bring out your Bible knowledge and uh, in, in order to make the, those things. A real part of your life. Okay. Everybody who has been tempted to convert to Judaism, would you please raise your hand? Is there? What? Do you know the book of Hebrews is written to people who were converted from Judaism and they were considering going back? Well, how in the world is that relevant to you and I? Have you have you ever considered going to Judaism? No, not even been, nobody here's been tempted. I put seven thousand words in English for us to to think about that. Now, so are we going to do an academic exercise about wow? If, if I'd have been a Jew, look at what God would have done to try to keep me from and going back into Judaism. Is that the purpose of our class? Isn't it? Well, that's interesting. and they're real, We will find some interesting arguments that are very specifically made so that those Jewish people 
would truly understand where the Old Testament stood with respect to bringing up upon Christ and how Christ is better than that entire system. And it's better because God designed it to be better. And we'll learn about that and that will be encouraging to us. But what about things we face? How do we, how do we apply this to what we face? And so I want us to really start off with an exercise to help us to think about doing that. So grab your books and a pencil because we're going to have, a, we're going to have a, a, a little bit of a quiet time because you did not have time to prepare for this ahead of the class. And if you look on the Hebrews, the Hebrews entry, if you need a pencil, let me know. We've got some in here. If you, if you look on the Hebrews introduction, I'll let you figure out what's working. Lesson. On the back side, there's a, there's a question at the top. It's, it's Roman numeral 4, IV, okay? <coughs> I want you to just take about two minutes and write down at least three things that either you as a Christian, and I'm not asking you for true confessions here if you don't want to go to true confessions. It may be people you know. It may be things that... But what tempts Christians to leave their Christianity and to throw it away for something else? For these Jewish Christians, it was going back into Judaism. We'll talk about why that was such an issue. Um, they lived in the middle of the Jewish culture, whether these Jews were in Rome or in, in Jerusalem. They were living in the middle of the Jewish culture. And they, they had family members who weren't converted. They had friends, likely, who weren't converted. They had calls back to where they had come from all the time and pressure to not be different. Okay? So, if we were to apply that to our in our minds and start thinking, where do I or where do Christians that I know have pressure to not be a faithful child of God but to go back, to do something else, to adopt another way of living? Where does that, what are those things? That's what I want your list to be. Just write down from, from your own thoughts there, what are, what are some reasons that Christians like me are tempted to not continue to embrace the faith that we once had and to go back or to go into something else. So I'm going to stop talking for just a minute so we'll give you a chance to think. So just write down to uh, at least three, and then we'll, uh, we will go from there. Two minutes will be like the, the time we take at the Lord's Supper table. It's really quiet, and we're like, will this time ever be over? But just keep writing your list. Have something to do there. One more minute. I see some, you'll see some pins going, and the pins don't have to stop when we'll start here in a second. But one more minute to think about it. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start you off with one. We we occasionally, but we don't often see someone who's a Mormon convert who comes out of Mormonism. How strong is the Mormonism Mormon community? How strong is the callback? So that if, if if someone became a Christian who was formerly a Mormon, they might face very similar things to what was here. So that was kind of that's my my idea starter. And what we're gonna do here. And I just violated my rule. I gave you a lot of commentary about that. Let's try to get the list up on the board without a lot of commentary. And what I want to do is just go bang here and go down the row and back and back. And you contribute one if it hasn't been contributed yet off of your list. And then we'll, we'll step back and we'll talk about it either some today and we're going to talk about that some next Sunday as well. So, go ahead. I think uh, that people, I mean, social pressure would be it's easier to do what I want versus God will. Okay. Excellent. Mitch? Uh, one of mine was government persecution. Got it. Maybe I'll be here yet, but it may be coming. Just keep going, yet? Yeah. I'm not sure on the right track here, but I think about the, the pressure for us to accept alternate lifestyles and things like that. Great. There is no wrong answers here. Excellent. Alternate lifestyles. And are you thinking about things even like the LGBTQ yeah. issues? Okay. I put uh, not seeing quick results. Okay. Excellent. Keep going. I'll try to. No. I, I'll, I'll give you a typed up list if you can't read my writing this time. So. Not supported by friends and family. Pressure. Persecuted. Friends and family pressure. Feeling alone. And that can come as religious, it can come as a lot of different things. Excellent. Good thought. We'll, we'll expand on that some. Okay? down the world problems and challenges. <coughs> there are a couple of world problems. <coughs> excellent, excellent. Oh. A friend who was converted to Christianity from Catholicism, but after her husband abandoned her, she went back to Catholicism. Okay. And you actually said two in that. You said Catholicism and um, marriage or divorce. Pressure. Excellent. Got it. Check. Feeling trapped by commitment. Got it. Faster I ride, sloppier I get. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanting to blend in with society. Being right now, right? No, we're good. Okay. He's a little bit Austin. The battle of temporary pleasures versus fighting for what's eternal. The pole, pole of the temporary versus the long-term game of the eternal. Okay. Uh, the wanting of time for extracurricular things. 
I'm going to put my, I need my time for me. Maybe more will score that some. So, Brian? Um, people in the church. And I'm gonna, you can say ugly people in the church. Because you've got to be careful how you say that. Can I say who discourage? Yeah, that's better. Thank you. That gives at least a point you're going to. Okay. I think that some people are more attracted to like vain worship. Vain worship, maybe even entertaining worship. Yeah, I have that on here too. More entertaining, more feel good. Those may be two separate things and uh, they may be related too. Excellent. Good deal. That's what I am. I feel better at. Okay. And just put in the dots, whatever it's, it's about. I just put your, uh, your quotation marks around I. <laughs> I. I feel better somewhere else. Got it. <clears throat> okay. Um, well, the one I have, I think, fits into a few of them, but that to be loving is to be accepting of everything. Mm -hmm. So, like the progressive Christianity. Got it. Okay. Uh, I most of my notes already, but I put. Well, I just added this one. The church is boring. Right? And I want to go. Oh, it's the side of that one, right? But yeah. Being lazy and excusing. So lazy, but. You wanted to excuse yourself. Yeah, good deal. Okay. Society uh, conforming to the changes. Uh, here I have an example such as uh, commercials compared to when I grew up. Uh, now you'll actually see, you know, gay commercials, um, other influences. By the creating social structure, it puts pressure on us to, to conform to that. Excellent. Continue to associate with um, worldly people. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to say e or easily easier mentally to feel like everybody's okay and not worry about. Okay, or I guess there's another phrase that is, I'm okay, you're okay. Okay, good. Excuse me, your job or the, some of the people you work with. Excellent, job associates. Just like Job's associates were yeah. down yeah. Table, right? yeah. It's kind of the same thought, but I point of mine was it's just easy to be part of the world. It's work to stay true to Jesus and do what he says. Easier to drift. Excellent. Really, all these things, that's really good. Um, I put 
um, maybe knowledge of and or acceptance that there is just one truth? Community, the community that you live in might not be accepting to you. Great. That's everybody's got to contribute. Everybody contribute one. So that, see how easy it is to contribute one. Okay. You have something that's not on the board that you want to put up. Feeling behind the curve. Bible knowledge. Lack of. Got it. Behind curve. Just to make sure we remember that, what that is later. Excellent. A convenience I have. It's more convenient to go back. Convenience mm -hmm. to go back. I think family's a big one, especially if you come from some other type of religion. I can be, there's so much pressure of, and why would my parents teach me the wrong thing, etc. right? Well, if I were baptized, that'd mean my family that's buried out there in that family graveyard was all wrong, and I'd be condemning them all to hell, right? Heard that one, haven't we? Other ones. Scott? It's the 21st century. <laughs> it's all good. Got it. Yeah. Almost everybody I know who's fallen away, were, they were all spiritually immature. Chapter 5. He addresses that, doesn't he? Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Spiritual maturity. Social sites and... Uh, Social media. Yeah. So when you don't see the guilty punish, why stand out? Guilty not punished. Repenting. Repenting what? is hard. <laughs> Repenting is difficult. Ego. Really the ego. I do that. I'll never figure that out from the photo I took. Just reading that. That writing. Wow. So, so, so think about this. I, I got a few. I didn't get to contribute any. Let's see if I can see which ones uh, might not be here. How about? Um, how did I write it down here? Let's just say distractions. And I actually put the Netflix. Netflix binging, whatever that is. I'd be better appreciate that time. <coughs> I didn't think about that. We didn't talk about this, but this is real from people's background. Drinking. Drugs. There's cultures around those things. There's draws. There's actual physical, and those those fall into several kind of things. We can think about that. Um, 
What about the kids' sports culture? How well is that? How well is that arranged for? I know the great pains that, that, that many of you go to, to to be able to worship. All Christians don't go to those great go to great pains, and it's a it's a distraction. I'm trying to think of this, something else. I mean, hey, I had to put down golfing. <laughs> Another kind of distraction. I'm not one of these, but some of you are. Fishing, camping, you name it. Travel. Travel. Yeah. They're all they're all forms of things that. That there, there's something that, that I have to have to, to put first here. I don't think if there was there was anything else. Yeah, let's 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 go ahead and, and how about yep. football games yep. and the football culture and maybe basketball here. It seems to be bigger than football is. That prompt any other thoughts from 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 any of you? Is Hebrews going to help us with some of these things? Because it's written to people who are falling back into Judaism. Well, I sure hope so. I'm going to, I'm going to postulate for you from at least the pre-work that, that Mitch and I have done is that we see a lot of places in Hebrews where the principles laid down directly will apply to many things we've written on this board. Or if not directly, we can step one step away from it and go, okay, I now understand how they they started to think that their rituals in, in Judaism were better than just getting together and having the Lord's Supper. And let, let, let's talk again about that ritualistic religion that you somehow took comfort in versus what the Lord's asked you to do and what, what real meaning is behind that. And so all, all of these things we can come out of. And what, what I hope to do with, uh, <coughs> with, with this list is we'll come back next, uh, next Sunday um, I'll, I'll get this all typed up for you, and I may take a little teacher's liberty to categorize some of these things, group some of these things that maybe are similar in, in your ideas, and you'll, you'll have that list to take, and, and keep working that list, because the reality is, if you read that question that I told you to, to write the notes on, I phrased that question different for you than I did for the class. And I said on this and the, on the question when we were, when Mitch and I were writing this, list some ways you feel social pressure to conform to something other than your true service to Jesus. That's your list. And as we go through the class, there's nothing, even though we're past the introduction lesson, there'll be nothing that keeps you from flipping back to this introduction and going, wow, I, I just thought of something studying Hebrews. This is, this is the place where I'm not spiritually mature yet. And my immaturity is, is standing in my way. And it's causing me to feel this pressure here in doing this. And so the value of this class that you develop for yourself that comes from the Word of God will be in, in thinking about how you apply it. And some of those things will be easy to share, and some of those things may not be easy to share. But I encourage you, as you think about some of these things on this list, I hope as you looked at this list and you, and you saw it developing, that you backed up and said, oh, yeah, that, one's, that was one that I feel, or I felt before. And if you felt it and overcome it, well, here's how I overcame it. Because the writer of Hebrews is going to give some examples of how to overcome it, how to become spiritually more mature, how to show a greater appreciation 
for what Jesus did. How to understand what Jesus did is so much better than, uh, than what anyone in the world could ever do for you with anything they had to offer, including as these people were feeling, the offer of going back into Judaism. So, um, thoughts, questions? You've talked a lot in doing that. I can cut you off from some commentary. Anybody have something they want to add right here before we, uh, we jump on to the next thing here? Craig? Yes. I just thought of something else on the list. Please. Just while we're um, parenting. Okay. <coughs> that line of non-negotiables <coughs> and acceptance and permissive and the opposite of that. And it's it's different. It's a, it's a good one because, okay, you know, on my birthday I turned five dozen. We don't say the other one. <laughs> I, turn, I understand. I turned three score. I know. <laughs> Not a baker's dozen. <laughs> there's just a lot of things going around with social, social media and social pressure. They just don't, there's no pressure on me. It's like, why? Because I'm an old, I'm an old getting an older boomer. It doesn't, but who's in the middle of it right now? Your parents, you know, in the middle of it. Your kids are in the middle of it. And you may be trying to hold the line, but it may be affecting them. You think that was happening for, let's go back to Judaism, when there were people who were Jewish Christians in the middle of families and friends who were Jewish that didn't convert? You think they decided, hey, let's get to the parents with the kids. We don't see that example talked about there, but you think people do that all the time. In fact, that's exactly the way the world is working right now. Let's get to the Christians. If we can't get them to them directly, let's get to them another way. It's the beauty of the book of Hebrews. It's the how do we begin to think about how we combat that. And part of that, being, part of that um, work that we have to do is remember as parents, we have to establish that Jesus is better than what you're being offered. And Jesus' way is better. And if we, if we miss establishing that with them, they're going to have a harder road until they actually come to that realization. So, so excellent. I think he just explained it. You just explained it. So, so like I said, this is this is not a static list. We won't finish with the, we won't finish with this here. But this is really um, my encouragement to you, and Mitch's encouragement to you, as we start off this class, to really think about where where do I feel things? Where do I feel pressures? Where do people I love feel pressures? And how would we deal with them? Because as we get into this material. If you're doing your study behind the scenes, we can begin to talk more about applying the principles that we're learning here in some of those situations and share together how we have done some of that and what's successful and what's not. We'll have the time to do that. That's why we spread this, this out. If we're going to do an anal uh, if we were just going to do an analytical verse by verse of this of this book, we could have got it done in 13 lessons. We just would have pushed through and done all that. That's not the goal. And so I think I think you all uh, you all see that and, uh, and, and understand that. Okay, um, so let's talk just a little bit about something so we don't have to, uh, to go back to it, uh, to it later on. Who wrote the book of Hebrews? The writer. The Hebrew writer? God. God. Mitch and I are both using one of the one of the best commentary and one of the deepest. I mean, it's like this thing. It's in the car. I mean, it's we're not going to subject you to this commentary other than say it's a really great commentary if you want to go deep into the Hebrews, but by Christian, 
Um, and he spends a whole lot of time, how many pages means? 30, 40 pages talking about it could be this, it could be that, people say this, people say that, people say that. And you know what he concludes at the end of that? We don't know. And then the next question is, well, we don't know who wrote it. Is it really from God? And he begins to say, well, here's how this looks like, these, these books and these things and these principles. It stands every test of authorship by God that you can give that every other book has that happens to be signed by Paul, or Mark put his, the book of Mark at the front. And so we've spent a lot of time exploring all those theories. We've just spent the amount of time we're going to spend exploring those right, right now. We don't know who wrote it. We believe that God inspired it. And if you want to study some of that offline, we can give you some references and help you doing that, so I'm not discouraging that. But, which means that if I slip up, Mitch already did it from the pulpit last week. Said Paul accidentally and corrected himself. Yeah. <laughs> if I slip up and say Paul, say, well, Greg, you don't know who wrote it, because it may be a slip up because all these other epistles were written by, by Paul and a few by Peter, obviously, Jude and John. May I say just one thing? You may, yeah. The, a lot of the early historians, church historians, quoted Hebrews as being in the in the gospel canon as early as the second century. Yeah. So so this was accepted as God's own word within fifty years after the last apostle died. So this is it's it's a real deal. So you have a pair you have a paragraph that on it on, on that in your background reading so you can can read that, and if it prompts you, if you're interested in more, we, we can take you to, to more uh, to more of those things. And so, we're going to take it as a given that we're studying God's Word. And as Mitch said, it was accepted by those close to the time who also accepted other epistles in the same sort of writings that they had there. So Hebrews has been grouped together with God's Word about as long as we have paper records that have been retained, which is, as Mitch said, as early as, uh, as the 200, within 100 to 150 years of when, uh, when, this was, uh, when this was written. The second thing, uh, Mitch talked about the tools for studying that's here. Um, there's a lot more we could talk about, but, but I would just offer to you, the book of Hebrews is going to quote a lot of Old Testament. And... Some of that is prophetic, and some of that prophetic is also poetry. And so, just if you get confused, think, just think about some of these tools and ask yourself, what point is he trying to make as a writer by quoting this from the Old Testament? And sometimes the comparison he's making to that quoted scripture will help you to understand, okay, well, maybe this is what that quoted scripture was about. And now with that comparison in mind, comparing it something to some of Jesus' attributes or Jesus' characteristics, we'll see some of that. I mean, we're going to get into the priesthood of Melchizedek, and the Hebrew writer reveals things for the first time ever revealed in God's Word about the priesthood of Melchizedek. You see a little bit when we studied earlier, the life of Abraham? We're going to see some more things that are here. And he's going to make a lot of, a lot of points about that. There are tons of religious people that are in fact, the whole Mormon church, do you know that the Mormon church, yeah. the elders are the, the priests of Melchizedek, right? right. Yeah. They're all connected. So we're not going to go into all those all those threads of that, but just, just recognize that this was really put here just to help you because there will be some parts of this that we have to go to a little bit higher level to do. And, and I just would invite you, that because Hebrews 5 invites us to, to think about at times when you should have been teachers, 
you have need again that you need given the milk of the word. And so Mitch and I are going to we're going to start where we need to to help help you understand the text and make this happen. But ultimately, we will have to talk about some harder concepts. We'll always try to bring them back to how do we apply them, how do we understand them. Because at the end of the day, December 1st, when we're done with this class, we hope we can walk up to you and say, who's better? Jesus is better than anything that's put in front of me. So, great participation. Thanks for your work. We'll see you next Sunday in this class again, Lord willing. And uh, we'll go from there.